first thing I would challenge myself with is really what is the, the impact you want to make? It's not a, it's not a job title. It can be big. It can be scary. Hopefully it is. Cause if it's not big and scary, you're, you're not going to want to pursue it. Like if it's too easy, you can just say like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. You know, I would say, what is really the impact you want to make long-term? Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast, where I'm going to share stories, lessons, and experiences in sports performance and professional development. I am joined by the Steve, the wizard, Breitenstein, finally in the flesh. He's a real person. You've heard from multiple guests that, yes, he is real. And how are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good, man. I know we've had this thing talked about semi-pseudo-scheduled for, I think, four years now. Uh, and we interact for hours a week, but it's nice to actually be an official guest now. I'm super stoked. Yeah. So Steve, Steve is my mentor. So, uh, I guess I'll give like how we know each other. So I interned at TC boost way back when, you know, I walked in the door one day and then Steve was just in charge of my questions for the following summer, um, which Steve loves bringing up, but Steve shattered his knee, which RIP your, your left knee. Uh, when I was interning, so I ended up coaching like my 200 hours in like five weeks. It was nuts. So that was just a crazy summer on both our ends. And then I've been back at TC Boost every summer since. And I always enjoyed our conversations because you just like really just challenged what I thought and believed in. And literally every conversation I'd walk away and I go, dang it, Steve, you know, like I'm just going to be like thinking about whatever we talked about, you know, for the rest of the day. And then I went off to TCU, but before I left, I actually like blacked out. I like, didn't really remember the conversation, but I was like, Steve, like, so I'm going to TCU. Uh, would you be my mentor? Because <laughs> uh, that's like a thing, I guess I hear, you know, <laughs> he's like, sure. Like, what do you have in mind? It's like, I, I don't know. He's like, all right, we'll figure it out. And we like, e we would email like every two weeks or so just to chat or whatever. And that was just so huge. Like, like having someone just to like, be heard and bounce ideas off of and it's, it's like different than a parent I guess just because like you're more familiar with like the space and stuff um so that was just so huge and now I'm I'm back adulting back home at TC Boost and I'm just super grateful like um hopefully I, I do a decent job like telling you this but like just like even just the last I don't know how many months but like just how huge and fundamental you've been and I, I know that you mean a lot to a lot of people and you're a busy guy with a four-year-old, a year and a uh, year and a half old, and then however old your puppy is. But um, but we're we're making this happen today. So thank you, and he is real. So this is evidence. And tell everyone a little a little bit about yourself. That's my intro of you. Well, I appreciate it. that's a heck of an intro. You'll you'll make me blush if you keep going on anymore. Uh, but uh, kind of just a little background on my situation, how I got to where I'm at. Um, I grew up kind of really thinking I was going to be in the basketball space was where I thought I was going to be making my impact later in life uh, as an athlete playing basketball. And then being a high school basketball coach early on, I had opportunities to work in the high school space when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, where I was already an assistant on a varsity high school program. And along the way, just kind of realized that I didn't actually enjoy coaching the games. I didn't find that as enjoyable. I really enjoyed the practices and the impact I was making behind the scenes. 
So I started dabbling about what can I do that allows me to pursue that passion. Uh, and luckily one of the other coaches was also the strength coach at the high school. I was at Crystal Lake South, Jason Bott. And uh, kind of, he gave me early opportunities to work with him, be shadowing the high school strength and conditioning field. And I just love that idea too, of the strength, the speed, the seeing the guys getting better more day to day and seeing the impact it made on their lives and the impact it made for them actually playing. And so when I actually made the move to college, then that was more my pursuit was I want to do strength and conditioning. What space? No idea. Uh, I was open to doing college pro, uh, you know, that was a decade ago, which is crazy, but even a decade ago, the private space wasn't like your number one thought. It wasn't that I'm just going to start a gym and start training people. It was a little bit more the traditional of, I, I want to go to a college. I'm going to intern for a while, maybe work my way through the ranks. And then uh, I had some opportunities while I was at University of Illinois, Chicago to shadow in the private side. I had a few different gyms that I liked that vibe. And then my following my internship with the strength and conditioning department at UIC under Nick Sestatis, TC Boost reached out seeing if there's any interns available. And uh, Nick recommended me. I came out here, I interned for three months, uh, completely unpaid while I was still working at the YMCA in Crystal Lake, while I was still helping at the high school in Crystal Lake, while I was still finishing up school and everything. So my days were really busy and I, I laugh now, but like right at the very end of my internship here, I was saying, you know what? I, I'm gonna have to ask Tommy if he can pay me like $20 a week just for gas. Cause like, I can't afford, that's how stretched I was as far as like income went. It was like, I didn't, I couldn't afford to drive an hour each way three or four times a week. It was just too much gas money. And right at that same time, uh, Tommy brought me in and just said like, hey, we'd like to bring you on as a part-time staff member uh, with the potential for full-time. So I was beyond excited to take advantage of that. And then about two years later, I was able to fully commit to just at TC Boost, training people in groups and privately. And then that's been, this is year eight, I believe-ish of being at TC Boost. And uh, just talking to Tommy yesterday or two days ago about, you know, when I got, when I joined the staff, there was nine coaches ahead of me. And in this space, it's difficult to be a long-term coach sometimes. And somehow I've, I've passed the test of time so far to be eight, eight to nine years into this now as the director of coaching here at TC Boost. Um, so that's a little bit of the journey. Uh, didn't really know I was going to be a speed guy when I first came into the field. You know, basketball, I thought I was going to be more of a jumping person that specialized in this or that. And this space, life has a way of kind of saying like, yeah, you know what, that's cool, but you're going to do this instead. And so now a little bit more of like a speed uh, coach specialty while also doing strength and conditioning in the high school setting as well. And there's, there's a lot of things kind of in between that as well. Like you were the, the fitness coach on like a, a crew, like a small, like cruise yacht boat thing. You did yeah. like door to door sales, um, yeah. just like within the YMCA. I just remember like all these crazy stories. And, and it's funny, like how you've taken pieces from like each part of it and it's impacted like your coaching now. So I've, I've, I've always enjoyed kind of like, I had no idea you did that. And like, it's like, whoa, you did that too. And this crazy story kind of led you to now, but so kind of as parts of your story, you were, you were telling, like, I remember like the last, I don't know, since the summer, whenever we'd be chatting, each one of those would kind of 
impact how I'm going through each part of my journey, whether it's me as a coach or whether it's me kind of as a professional and kind of just my life and stuff. So if you could speak on how you made it for 10 years at TC Boost, eight years, um, as that was one of the, the major discussions that we've had. So kind of being able to, to beat the odds. And then second, um, we could get into kind of how you connected with Jeremy, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, um, how I've survived the test of time, honestly, is the impact I've always wanted to make is bigger than what I'm currently doing. And so I've never felt like I've reached the pinnacle of what I want to be doing. And I've been pretty good at avoiding getting too frustrated with any current situation that I'm in, you know, and that leads into my, my interaction with Jeremy Boone and going through his mentorship. But I think it's difficult for any coach because you start reaching certain levels, you start getting certain titles that at first that's what you're chasing. And for me, it was kind of like when I started, there was nine coaches ahead of me on the ladder, essentially, that were training here longer, uh, what I perceived to be better coaches than I was, you know, but your, your perception will mess with you a lot on stuff like that. Um, but once I got to that point of being a, the director of coaching, then you start having those moments where you say, well, is this it? Like, did, did I make it? Is this where I want to be for the rest of my time? And at the same moment, I'm saying, do I even deserve to be here? Am I an imposter at this situation? Like, do I really know how to be a director of coaching? Do I know how to lead other people? Or do I just work really hard and so people perceive that they should follow me? Um, and at that point in my life, that was probably about three, four years ago. That was when I, I felt like I was just trying to reach out to somebody that I perceived would be able to guide me through this. You know, you don't always know. Uh, Matt said the intro, like you reached out to me and said, would you be my mentor? Like, I've never really had a specific person that was that mentor per se. I've had people in my life that were influences um, that perceived as mentors, but we didn't have an official relationship in that way. And so I went to a national high school strength and uh, the national high school strength coaches association national event. And I'd reached out to Jeremy Boone to be on a podcast. I was previously uh, hosting and he'd gotten back kind of loosely. I didn't know him at the time. And it makes more sense now how aloof he was, but uh, he was kind of like, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's connect sometime. And it didn't really happen. And so later on uh, we connected at this event where he walked in and was staying right behind me randomly during a breakout. And uh, all of a sudden the coach that was leading the breakouts, like, Oh, there's coach boom behind you. And I literally turned around. He's like right behind my shoulder. I'm like, Oh man, like I've been wanting to talk to this guy. Like this, this is great serendipity that like he's right here right now. And so immediately after that, I just reached out to him. I was just like, Hey, uh, I want to talk to you. I reached out before and we talked like 30 minutes. I attended his breakout session that day. And uh, one of the questions he posed to all of us is why are you follow worthy in that moment? And so there's like 30 of us high school strength coach guys in that space. And the first guy stands up and says why he thinks he's follow worthy. And Jeremy goes, all right, cool. And he goes, all right, how about you? And it says like the next person, and they say almost the same thing. He goes, all right, well, that's the same as that guy. So why would I follow you? And so then everybody like was like pulling back, like, oh, uh, I hope he doesn't call me next. And so he kind of went through that. And in that moment, I was just like, oh man, like 
there's something to this. And I followed up with Jeremy. We connected through kind of social media immediately after that. And then uh, through that process, we ended up going uh, through a one-on-one mentorship program with him, which really was the biggest take control of my direction moment I've had um, to be able to really reach out, be vulnerable, to admit, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know the impact that I'd like to make. I don't feel like I'm maximizing what I'm doing right now. And just allowing someone to kind of guide that, that I can trust his process. He's providing me for context to the content that he already has um, was huge, you know? And now that I have that process under my belt and working with him now going forward, helping other coaches, I have my understanding of what the impact is I'm trying to make. I have the understanding of what actions I'm doing today. Are they influencing me getting closer to that? Or is what I'm doing just keeping me where I'm at, right? And there's so many levels to going through Leader Kit, which is um, the program that, that Jeremy Boone has in place for coaches. But you got to understand where you're trying to get to. And then you got to understand what you're doing right now. And if it's important enough to you to get to that, that's what's going to help drive you to get there. And so my current situation is that it's fluid, you know, like what's allowed me to survive eight, nine, 10 years is you're, you're trying to make this big impact. And so it's, it's so exciting to chase it that you can't get burnt out. It's just, it's going to be too good once you get there. And uh, I just, I'm very resilient with that. And I'd say I have a oddly intense work ethic when it comes to just putting in hours for something. Uh, but that's really what helps me survive those eight, 10 years. So I kind of looped all those answers to one. How's that? Yeah, you, you definitely brought it home well. And, and, and I, I can definitely vouch that your uh, work capacity is slightly above average. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unbridled enthusiasm. Every, uh, hour. Every hour on the hour. Yeah. So there's, there's bits and pieces of that, that I've like mentioned or dropped in, in podcast episodes and, and just stuff like that is our conversations. So I've been a big influence on just my lens and, and my content and the impact that I want to make and, and how do I get there? So if, if I've ever said Steve or my mentor in previous episodes, like this is, this is the guy. Um, but, but that was the biggest thing that happened to me over the summer was just like, I came home and I was grad and I graduated and I was looking for jobs and I didn't know where I wanted, or I kind of, I thought I knew where I wanted to go, but I wasn't there. And then Steve was like, well, you're here. So like, how do you use here to help you go there as opposed to just getting stuck on like, well, why am I not there? And like my, I went on like a 48 day whoop, uh, 10 plus streak for all my whoop people out there, which is just like, I was just so much more into my coaching, you know, cause instead of like, whoa, is me, it was like, whoa it's me. <laughs> um, so that was like, super cool. And then um, not to get too much into the, to the details, but I asked Steve, I was like, there's been a lot of turnover. That's kind of how this field works. Like, you know, whenever I met most of the coaches here, like I was younger and naive, but I think I'm a little bit less young and a little bit less naive now. And then we kind of just walked through each coach that I had met. Um, and I was like, how'd you make it? you know, this far. And he's like, this is literally like the ultimate opportunity, you know, and, and all the things that you've been able to accumulate, like from clientele, youth, middle school, high school, college, pro adult, you've been able to, to turn in, turn this into high school stuff as well. 
into the NHSCA. Uh, and now kind of some some leader stuff with uh, leader development, Jeremy Boone, you know, and then it's just like, well, is it why am I not there? Or is it like, how do I use here to help me get there? You know, but then taking a step back, kind of going to this uh, Jeremy thing, it's like, well, I have to figure out where I want to go first, yeah. you know, um, and then one thing I, I liked, um, just as I've been talking through myself as a coach and just like growing that way and like imposter syndrome happens every now and again to me. And, um, and then I, I remember a comment you made about like, well, if you're doing something or if you feel like you're not uh, proficient in something, right. There's this dissonance, one of the sixties that I just went through um, between like, you know, kind of where you are, what you say you're doing, like the skills you believe you have, well, if you're not doing anything about it, then yeah, you're, you're an imposter, you know, but if, but if you're actually doing something about it, then you're trying to fix it. So like, what's wrong with that? Um, so that was kind of when you got that job title of director of coaching, there was some of that, like, do I even like deserve this title? So um, I remember the the first kind of Facebook conversation that, that you had with Jeremy and how that was kind of a, a wake up call. Um, if we could kind of chat through that, cause that was a cool story. You know, like um, when he originally reached out to me through Facebook as like a follow-up to our conversation, then he uh, just posed a couple questions about like, why do you want to be a better leader? Um, and why, what, what do you want to kind of essentially in, do longer term as a leader? And I sent him an answer and he's like, oh man, appreciate that answer. It sounds like everybody else though, man. And I was like, oh, dang. He's like, get real with me. Like, what do you really want to do? And, you know, it was that it was that second reflection, which I think is difficult for a lot of us in the sports realm is we almost get caught in that regurgitation of what we always hear. It's almost like just coach speak all the time about, like, why do I really want to be a better leader? And uh, kind of a critical piece of it is, like, why do you want to become better? Like, what are you trying to avoid that's going on right now? And one of the big pieces about that is like, what's, what's at stake if you don't become better? Like, why is that so important? And it got real for me, like, cause at the time I was getting really busy as a coach. So any of those coaches that are in the private side, even the college side, like, you know, that schedule, what that feels like. And on the outside, you're having success as a coach to other people that look at you like, Oh man, he's so busy. He's killing it. But at home, there's a constant strain on you because you're saying, I have this family at home, I have this wife at, at home that I'm leaving to go coach because I want to provide for my family. However, they probably would value some of my time more than the, the monetary compensation for me leaving. But then I'm also invested in these athletes and I care about my athletes and my clients and I, I want them to get better too. And so then you're at some place where when you're at home, you're thinking about your athletes. And when you're at work, you're thinking about being at home. And so not only are you not spending enough time in either place, but then you're not actually there. You're not actually present when you're present either. And if you're caught in that loop and that trap, it appears like there's no way out. And then you start saying like, the only thing I can do to get better is just to get a different title, get a different job. And that will, that will solve it all. And that's the trap we fall into all the time is 
well, maybe if I just go in the college realm, then it'll be better. Or once I'm the director of coaching, then it'll be better. Once I open my own spot, then it'll be better. Once I go here, then it'll be better. And it's, that's not the case. You know, you got to take control of it and really decide how you're going to make it better. But, you know, it took, it took Jeremy's question to me to make me think about like, that was really why I wanted to be a better coach. Why I wanted to be a better leader. It wasn't just to help other people which was my original answer, it was super lame. Like, I just want to help others get better. I want to maximize that potential. You know, like, yeah, that's a nice thing to say, but it wasn't really what, why I so badly wanted to be a better leader. So then bringing us to now, um, as much as, as you feel like sharing, because your path has just changed from interning to part-time to full-time to director of coaching to even to now. So kind of where do you, so to give some context, about like why you're the wizard so we know like how you've developed all of these skills and how it's made an impact you know for you for me for everyone at tc boost so where where do you want to go like what's what's next because as we've just talked about my path and your path and where we want it to go and our promised land and stuff like what's what's in store which i know that i've asked you before and it's not as concrete as as uh as one might think but um just like also just reflecting on on like you doing this this leadership stuff and it's like do people see me as that and kind of just that conversation as well so like where do you want to go yeah you know like uh, I think as I've evolved in this my true desire to make an impact is really helping coaches and athletes but I've never truly felt that it was tied to the weight room it was tied to speed development, it, it tied to basketball. You know, I, I've bounced through those areas a little bit and I've never felt particularly tied to it. And my, I'm okay with that, with my mind is that I'm kind of fluid in nature about where do you make that impact for people? You know, uh, when, I, when I talk with you, Matt, it's leadership, life direction, um, maximizing your impact you're trying to create. And I love that part of it, you know, with some of the athletes, similar conversations while at the same time physically developing skill sets that are going to help them on their journey to tell their story of how they improved and achieved success. You know, um, with adults, again, you're, you're leaning into the emotional side of it, trying to tell the story of their, their transformation and their health and how it's impacting their life. But helping people tell their, their stories of success is really what drives me um, to make impact. And that piece allows it to be a little bit more fluid as far as where do I really want to be long term. Um, it, it's, it's nowhere and everywhere at the same time, you know, like to, to talk and have conversations and share my experiences and give advice about where you're going next can be done across the country on phone calls through zoom chats. Like you don't have to have a space to do that. You know, training athletes can be done at TC boost. It can be done virtually. Like all these things can be done just in a fluid space. But the thing that really um, is exciting for me is where my impact can come with other coaches that are, are similar in their careers where you're at Matt, even coaches in, in my position, as far as their experience level, even above, with more experience is providing some clarity and a little bit of context for their situations. Because I think um, from my own experience, I consumed a ton of content, a ton, 
reading books, listening to podcasts, watching people speak, writing down notes after notes after notes. But a lot of that content was very repetitive with slight little twists on it. And the context for it wasn't there. My application piece wasn't there. You know, um, Jeremy just had a post not too long ago that was like, here's the next challenge is 10 actions for every piece of content that you consume, you know? And that was partially from conversations we have about, I just was in this content consumption whirlwind where I was consuming so much that when you look back, you're like, man, there's no way you applied any of that because you're just too busy consuming it. And that's the piece that really is what's exciting for me. And I, I love working in that space with other coaches in the uh, strength and conditioning world, high school world, but also just small businesses as well. Like so much of what I've gone through and what I apply relates to every other job sector. The content is so similar, situation to situation to situation. That's why all the great leadership books are recommended for every professional, you know, how to influence people. Like that book is recommended leadership wise, every single job that has ever been talked about, that book is mentioned, right? Is it because it's specific to that job? No, but the content is great and it can be applied. But can you apply it specifically to that, that current spot you're in? That's difficult at times. And so that's the piece that's really exciting for me is being able to see uh, my evolution as, as a leader, as a coach, sharing that and helping other people kind of get through that point where you're frustrated and you're unsure of what's next and putting together a plan that allows you to kind of transform as a leader to being able to make the impact you want to make in your current situation or finding if you need a new situation. Um, but it's not always that just a new situation is what you need. Definitely. And, and Steve uh, is, is a chaos guy. That's kind of how your that's your, your flow state is when there is no state. It just is what it is. And, and kind of just speaking on, on the variety of people that you have impacted and it just makes so much sense. Like, and there's just so many examples um, like recently, recently, Steve, as a director of coaching was approached about internships. And then this one school was like, do you do virtual ones? And he was like, yeah. And then the person was like, really? Like you're the only place that has said that. Uh, how would you do it? Steve's like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. You know, he's yeah. like, what a cool opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then, so kind of like tying together. So you have all of these pieces and it's more clear about what you want to do. Another conversation that I really liked that we had was about like not getting, so understanding that, that, that long-term promise line, right. But not letting those relatively not small, but just the, the, the day-to-day -day stuff. Mm -hmm. So someone can get caught up in, in, oh, now I got to deal with this virtual intern. Oh, this client canceled and I got double booked and all this stuff. And, um, this person got a flat, so they're late. So I, that conversation was just really insightful. Um, and I'm sure you remember which one we talked about. So if we could just chat on that uh, really quick. Yeah, you know, I, I truly believe the clearer you are about where you're going, the direction you're going. And it, it's not that the end is super, super clear always. You know, I, I think as you start just taking actions in a direction that is aligned, the picture gets a little clearer. I, I always will say like, at first it just kind of seems fuzzy. 
Like even as you ask me to describe like what I'm gonna be doing in 10 years, I, I couldn't paint you a clear picture of it, but I, I know what the outline looks like. And, in, and in, as I take these action steps along the way, it starts getting clearer and clearer about like, oh, I, I kind of see like that's gonna be what I'm gonna be doing. Okay, cool. But when that's the direction I'm going, every situation that you're currently in have the lens of how is this going to help me later on as I'm pursuing this and as I'm further down this path, instead of getting caught in my only decisions affect me hour to hour, day to day, because then yeah, it gets very frustrating when you're just caught in that trap of this happened. Uh, I have to cover for so-and-so I have to stay late. I'm coaching outside uh, I'm working with youth kids instead of the college kids. Uh, you know, like there's so many appointment, uh, like uh, things you can point to, to say, yeah, this is not the best situation. But if your lens is, I'm trying to get to this next level of me and how is this going to help me get there? It's not frustrating anymore. It's an exciting opportunity every single time. Um, even if it's not exciting, you understand how this is going to benefit you. And that's kind of the secret I think is, being cognizant, aware in the moment that this is going to help you later on. And I was on a, a Zoom, uh, what we call it, a bourbon bash with Jeremy Boone, a, a bunch of just men in his kind of tribe that he kind of trusts and believes in. And we were getting together early on during the quarantine this past year. And one of our breakout topics was, what was the, if you could go back and give yourself a big piece of advice, what would it be? And I was talking with some, some like 50-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 60-year-old guys. So there's all these different life experiences. And when they asked me, I said, honestly, the biggest thing is I'd say to try to be as present as possible in those moments to realize that you're not a victim in this moment. This is going to help you later on. And I pointed to Back when I was doing door-to-door -door sales, I hated it. Oh my God, I hated knocking on people's doors and trying to sell stuff. But the whole point of my door-to-door -door sale was to get in someone's house in 10 seconds and try to sell them home security. Odd, as weird as that is, it's like a conundrum in and of itself. But when I look back on that now, it's like, okay, now I'm in a position where people come to me asking for training. And then at the end of it, I have to guide them on what they should do next. That seems like the easiest quote unquote sale of all time. And can I create some sort of rapport quickly with people? Well, if I reflect back on that experience, it's way easier than that was, you know? And I think there's those, I wish I would have been more aware in those moments and not been so frustrated by the, the lack of enjoyment in those moments. And that's what I try to share uh, when Matt talks about like me sharing some of my stories from my past is when you, when you give me an example of I'm frustrated in this moment and I point to, yeah, I remember when I was doing door-to-door -door sales, I was frustrated daily, hourly, minutely, like every minute was a frustration. But I'm looking back on it now, and I wish I would have had that hindsight in the moment to say, yeah, this is going to help me later on. Very cool. Very cool. And and, and as you spoke on uh, on the story about, you know, you have this outline and you walk, and it's kind of clear. Like when you first told me that story, if you remember, we were outside your car or our cars outside TC Boost. It was kind of raining. It was kind of foggy there was like there was like rain like in your glasses and then it was just like this like epic like in a movie kind of like <laughs> like it was like the story matched how it was outside <laughs> you were like as i've kind of gone um 
and it's it's like fuzzy and i like kind of see it and then i kind of turn this way and then it becomes a, a little bit more clear and there's just like like that image just like i'll always have that so that was super cool um and then yeah so there's just like so many things that that hopefully if, if there's if the listener has been here for a, a little bit this will be episode 88 i think maybe that there's been a lot of these things that i've kind of alluded to as just each kind of time we talk i take a little bit from each and then not to just regurgitate your words but kind of how i applied it and then what i get out of it and then how the listener can potentially apply it because one thing you and i definitely agree upon is like what's the point like why am i consuming this you know like how does this actually make me better um and then that's also why i say dang it steve because i get a little bit out of like every story that we that we uh that you share um, so kind of just just wrapping up. Oh, and speaking of how Steve's a chaos guy, we don't have anything planned. I was like, yeah. you want to do a podcast? He was like, sweet. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. <laughs> you know, and that's just like too many questions. I don't want an outline. I just want to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so kind of wrapping this up, not to get too much into the, the leader kit thing, but I always like wrapping my podcast up with action steps. So if there was just like a few kind of questions or if there was like an exercise or two, just very, very relative base level, I guess. But if someone, if you can offer like just those one to three things, questions, exercises that like, if, if, if current Steve gave intern Steve, you know, first week of the internship, here's three questions just to work through throughout the course of the next few weeks, the course of the summer, like, like, what would you, what would you give? Yeah, I think you touched on it earlier, Matt, when you were saying, like, what am I trying to get to? And I know everyone lends the Simon Sinek, like, the, everything starts with why, you know? But I think sometimes it's difficult to formulate whys without the what, um, to really wrap your brain around it. And so the first thing I would challenge myself with is really what is the, the impact you want to make, you know? And it's not... It's not a job title. And I don't want to give too much guiding if someone's really reflecting on this thought, but it's not a it's not a job title. It can be big. It can be scary. Hopefully it is. Because if it's not big and scary, you're, you're not going to want to pursue it. Like if it's too easy, you can just say like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. You know, I would say, what is really the impact you want to make long-term? And then follow that with, well, why do you want to make that impact? Like what, what is driving you to do that? What's the reason that you want to make that impact? You know, those two go so well hand in hand and the clarity about both will help you day to day to keep yourself accountable that you're getting closer to that. You know, that would be the number one thing I would challenge myself with. And the first thing you come up with is not the answer. You know, like it, after you come up with the perfect answer, then tell somebody about it and see what they say. You know, see if they have a follow-up question to that. Or do they say like, that sounds great. No, it's, you got to push yourself on that one, you know? And then I think the, the second one that I, I challenge most people to think about is the current state of just what we're able to do in every career, essentially, is you don't have to create a box that you have to fit into. So if there's no box, what does it look like? You know, and uh, I know that Matt and I have had these these conversations extensively is 
growing up in certain families, um, certain schools, it's all about how do you fit into a box at some point? So everybody can clearly kind of define what you're doing, right? And that's, that's the piece that gets dangerous is like letting that label define you to a degree, right? Like don't, don't feel like that, that label is gonna be what is gonna define you. That title is what's gonna define you because you're able to make an impact that's huge no matter where you're at, right? And so don't, don't view these little careers as like, well, once I get to this next spot, that's when I'm gonna start making that impact. And I know I said, I want to make this long-term, but like, I can't do that now. Well, no, you can, you can, you may, you may not have the, the ability to impact a lot of people yet, just because you're young, you're unknown, your platform isn't big enough yet to really make that impact, but you can start impacting those that are within your reach, right? You don't have to have this wait until the special box comes. So I think starting today as far as really trying to make that impact that you want to make, don't wait, you know, and that was a, a bit of a mistake on my end, looking back was I so badly I wanted to have that director of coaching title, that then I would be able to make this impact and make this influence where I could have been doing what I do now, six years ago, I, I really could have been, you know, but I was kind of trapped in that mindset up until that point. Um, so that would be number two. And the number three is do not compare yourself to others and do not set your standard based on where other people are at. It's a huge trap, huge trap game. Don't do it. Doesn't matter. You know, um, Matt and I joke about these things with like being involved with podcasting, being involved with social media Analyti analytics will drive you insane is because you feel like I should have this many followers. I should have this many views. I should have this many comments. Don't compare. Remember, like, be true to the, what we just talked about in steps one and two is that you want to make an impact long-term. That means you need to put out quality content. You need to impact those people that you are currently interacting with. You can't compare yourself to other people and what they're doing. Everyone is, is battling things and that we don't even know about. Everybody that we put on a pedestal saying that they are having this huge level of success, they're unhappy as well sometimes. You know, um, it's, all, it's all kind of set up by the social media personas that we have. That everything looks like we're killing it. It looks like we're loving every single day that we're doing our job. And so we're saying, oh man, I need to get there because that person's so happy. You know, and like I was in that point too at one place where I was, every time somebody would get a job in the college realm, I'd be like, oh man, I should have had that job. And then like, I'd reflect on, like, I don't want that job, one. Two, I didn't apply for it. So like, why am I sitting here saying I should have had that job? There's nothing that equals me having that job. So it, again, it's just, you got to be careful because you fall into these traps. You know, when you're first out of college, it's somebody that majored in business and you majored in sociology. That business major is making six figures immediately. You're making 30 grand and volunteering somewhere. And you're like, oh man, he's killing you don't know. You don't know. You got to be true to like what you are trying to pursue and don't fall into that trap of just comparing, comparing, comparing. Stay true to you. So number one is you, you got to have that, that clarity about the impact of what you're trying to do and then follow it up with the why, right? Number two is don't fall into that trap of just being in a box and then waiting to be in a certain box so you can start making an impact. And then number three is don't get caught comparing yourself, right? 
you can flip those into positive, but I'll keep it pretty direct right now is like, do not compare, stay true to you and the impact you want to make and good things will happen as you consistently put in good effort. I'll try to, to concisely kind of touch on each one of those. So, so the, the first one is, is like that outline will be foggy, you know, but if you know, like what that outline kind of ish is and like why you want to walk towards it, you know, then that takes care of a lot of the questions that you have, like, what do I do every day? Like, what's my next step? Like, why is this important? You know, like, why should I be excited about today? It takes care of a lot, a lot of those kind of loose ends, having that end goal in mind. You know, I, I always say it's, you have all the gas in the car, but if you don't know where your destination is, like, you're not going anywhere. Um, and then the second one, um, what was the second one? Just getting caught in your box. You yes, don't want to, yes. don't, don't get caught in a box and don't look for the next box yes, as yes, that's yes. where you're going to start making an impact. Yes. Um, so, because we, we've had that conversation about like, why do I just have to hop from like doing my master's to being at a college to then being at a pro team, you know, and it's just like one of the, one of the beauties about the private sector that I think is super underrated, you know, per many conversations with Steve it's taken me a long time to believe this, but like you can do so many things here. Like you've turned this into so many things and, and just like, literally there, there is no, there's no rules, you know, like there's no rules. You just have to coach a certain amount of hours a week. And even within those hours, there's no rules, you know? Um, and it's a box is comfortable, you know, like it's easy. I'm doing nine to five. Uh, I know what my assignments are. I know, et cetera, et cetera. Like I crush school because like I'm a box guy, you know, and like being able to make your own path. Well, that's what adulting is um, as I love adulting, but um, you get to like literally make your own box, you know, um, whether it's a box that has higher walls or it's wider, or maybe there's only three sides instead of four, you know, or, or uh, whatever it may be. But um, it's, it's a super cool opportunity to, to have that uh, autonomy. And then the last one, not comparing, um, speaking on a friend, I guess, about kind of content and social media. There was a, a chat we had about like Thomas Edisoning, if you remember that one about my job search and I got up to like 60 job applications and I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. I'm like, no, it's actually embarrassing. You know, like I feel delusional that I've applied to this many jobs thinking that I'll get one of them, you know, like, like, why didn't I change or do something or, or just realize that it's not going to pan out. And you were like, well, let's say number 61 is the job you get. And then happened to just be your first one. Well, then you went one for one, you know, um, and kind of growing your platform and, and all of this stuff. It's like, you're just finding ways that how not to get that extra follower, you know, or I mean, to make it positive, you're just fine. You're just experimenting and kind of like in this trial phase, you know, um, so, so that definitely stuck with me as well. Um, so hopefully I, I was able to touch on each, on each well. Um, and now I'm going to open the floor up to you as a, as a fellow podcast host, uh, uh, content creator. So uh, where can the people get more of you and they can experience some of your wizardry? Yeah, uh, usually I'm going to be much more engaging on Instagram for the most part, uh, at Steve Beestein on Instagram, at Steve Beestein for Twitter as well. Um, the, the, the posts, most of the time I'm highlighting my athletes. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I love to do. 
is um, just give them a platform to show some of their successes. They work hard and I want to be able to share that with them. Uh, but recently, uh, Nick Bratton, who's a coach down in Louisiana, and I uh, partnered up on the Business of Speed podcast, uh, which is now on kind of every platform that you can check out. Uh, and it also has its own Instagram and Twitter feed as well. But that one is more, um, as we've been touching on just now, we break that show up into kind of three segments. We, we touch on speed development. We're both our, our speed coaches um, as we grew up. And then it's evolved into being in more of leadership positions. And then as we've navigated the leadership side of it, it's become that version of you're actually more of an entrepreneur than you are an employee. And so we touch on the business side of it as well. Um, so you get kind of three segments every show where we go through actual X's and O's of speed training. Then you have leadership components and then you're going to have your um, ideas on business development. And the whole point of the show is based on what I've already described, it's not a content dump. Like that's not what my style is. I don't want to just pour information out there because I think there's enough of that. I want the podcast. I want anything that I do on social media to spark conversation. You know, if, if it's an idea that you've been thinking about, like reach out and let's have an actual conversation about how it applies to your context. You know, if it's something that you've tried and struggled with, like that's another great thing to, to uh, share and let's talk through it. But that's, that's more the idea. I think in the, this current realm of where we're at, there's so much content just getting poured out by so many sources. It's hard to even navigate what's good content and bad content. Like that's, that's even a segment of everything is like, well, how do you know if it's good or bad? And I know Matt will do that with kind of like developing, how do you read research is because there's so much research out there that some of it's good and bad too, is you can't even just take research as it is. And so it's always what happens next after you listen to something, what happens next after you read about something. So those are the, the main platforms where you can kind of hear some more of the insights or you just want to have a conversation or reach out. That's always a great one. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty responsive through those platforms. Fantastic. So we finally made it happen. It's you've been on my guest list since I've literally had a guest list um, <laughs> and, and crazy kind of how everything plays out. And, and I, I just can't overstate kind of just how much you mean to me and how much even, you know, my, my short uh, young career you've already had an impact on and, and hopefully just sharing some of our conversations through my platforms, people have gotten some of it, something out of it as well. And, and I'm super excited for, for my future and your future and, and what we can do together and kind of everything like that. So um, I know you're, you're a busy guy, but um, hopefully this fits into some of your chaos for this, this Friday. Um, so thank you very much. And hopefully there's 2.0 in the future and I will see you at work later today or tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Matt. It's, it's always fun to get on and I, I love being able to share and it's nice to be asked questions, you know, as a, a podcaster, it's always fun to share answers to questions. Usually you're trying to pull stuff from other people. And so it's, it's fun to be able to share some of my stories along the way. So hopefully listeners enjoyed it and it, it connects a little bit with any of those people out there as well. Fantastic. Thank you.